What is that? Is that Wally speaking? Hello, Wally. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So, yes, Happy Chinese New Year to everyone. Uh, On this episode of Sock Talk, we have all kinds to break down, uh, including all the drama from the FA Cup. Ha! No, probably not. Uh, We'll be covering last week's midweek games of the Premier League, as well as this weekend's return to Serie A after Christmas. Uh, so hopefully all of those Italian boys had some great gifts because it's back to the calcio we all know and love. Uh, Wally, how was uh, how was 2020 treating you so far? Well, um, a, a confusing time because uh, with the days off and then a couple of days back to work and then back to the weekend, it's very, very confusing and it's uh, quite uns- it's quite unsettling. I'll give you that. Uh, unsettling is the word. Uh, that's exactly as I would describe uh, Manchester United as well. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, remember remember the break when we were in college. I mean, that was a that was a big break, you know. In college, we had like about a month. A big off. chunk. Um, that's hard. God, but I miss those ironically, days. Ironically, I think two days off at Christmas was harder because going into work on Friday was uh, pretty pretty awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. So to quote Shaquille O'Neal, it was very horror awful. It was that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we're back to it. You could say we're back to work because we're here recording another spanktastic episode of Sock Talk. How do you feel about that? Wow. You know it. Yes. Oh, I... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's good stuff. It keeps it's, you busy. Uh, keeps, sure. you, <laughs> keeps you off the streets from doing criminal shit, you know? Oh, exactly. I mean, otherwise, I don't know what kind of trouble I'd be getting in if it wasn't for this. <laughs> This oh, basically my holds my life together. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Wally's life is dependent on you. Uh, so, yeah, keep that in mind. You have a man's life here at stake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's, well, uh, now that's unsettling. I'll give you that. That's, uh, that's very true. Um, Wiles, how's, um, how's about we start uh, backwards in time? Uh, let's start. Let's go recent to latest. So let's start Serie A, okay? Mm. Just because it's Back very unnatural. Yes, exactly. So let's do this the complete asinine way. Uh, let's start in Italy here. So like I mentioned, Serie A coming back for the first time in 2020 after uh, about, a, well, I guess, a week and a half, almost two weeks off. Um, heading into the match week, we had uh, Inter Milan on top of the table as we went into the break. And uh, Juve right behind them. Level on points, of course, just the goal differential um, splitting up to two teams there. Uh, Lazio six points behind. However, they didn't play this week. So, uh, oh, no, they did play this week. But well, they, still, they did, they did. But they're down on they're the Sunday. Okay, that's it. But they're missing, uh, they have another game in hand. That's why I was confused. Well, yeah, they, they, they had that Coppa Italia uh uh, sorry, Supercopa, I, I guess, and they, they missed a match week. Um, sure. Uh, I'm wondering. Oh, yeah, it's against Verona, the other team that they have to play against. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, so basically, if we fast forward to the end of the results, the table stays identical pretty much. 
Uh, Lazio win, like usual. Juve win, Inter win. So the scores don't really change. Uh, sorry, the table doesn't really change here. Um, but three interesting games from those three. So uh, let's start with Inter Milan because it was our match of the week here in Italy. Uh, so it was Napoli hosting uh, Inter Milan. The final score, Wally, help me out. Was it seven or eight? Nothing. Um, 3-1 to Inter. And boy, uh, man, uh, we've mentioned it all season long. The dynamic duel up front again. Uh, Romelu, Big Rom and Little Lautaro coming up big uh, for Conte's men. I mean... Uh, Inter started the, the, the much better of the two teams. Um, Napoli just looked way out of sorts, just super sloppy in midfield, giving the ball away at uh, the worst times, basically. Um, that's pretty much how Inter gets their opening goal. Um, I think it's Di Lorenzo who gets the ball uh, passed back to him, and then he slips. Um, yeah. Romelu just picks it up. Um, oh, I think yeah. it might have been in just uh, just ahead of the halfway line. No, just inside and, his half. Uh, oh, it was just inside his half. Okay, oh, so then yeah, even he ran the entirety of the way and uh, a nice big step over. I mean, he's just running at the two defense with Maralas and I think uh, Hisai, I, I believe the right back, uh, they were both just dumbfounded is the word. Uh, they really yeah. didn't know what to do to, to bring the defenseman out of the way, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's a great one. Um, peels away some defenders. But Lukaku's skill there, his step over, that's a very sneaky skill that uh, Lukaku has in his back pocket. And he's not afraid to whip that out. Um, I'm always surprised when he does it. Yeah. Uh, it does catch me off guard, too, because we're so used to that, uh, what I want to call essentially this rumor of uh, clunky Lukaku and, and his touches and uh, basically having two left feet and things like that. Um, actually, it's left foot. It's having two right feet. Um, <laughs> but but uh, no, that step over, that was like, um, it wasn't as surprising as uh, Harry Kane's uh, Ronaldo chop last week, but it was uh, it was just as entertaining. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, and he slots that sucker home off the post. Oh, he, beautiful. Um, yeah. be- beautiful finish. He also gets the second goal. Uh, which again, I mean, um, this one another... has all kinds of help, but still, the confidence yeah. he displays is uh, pretty crazy. I, I mean, <clears throat> the uh, yeah, it's just, I, it's a straightforward shot. The thing is, there's so much power on it. I, I honestly, I watched the replay a couple of times just to, well, like I watched the game, but I, I watched the replay of this goal just because I was really wondering how the ball slipped through uh, Meret's arms and then through his legs. It was The way it happened was just, huh. I, I was like, but wait, like how is it getting through both of your, uh, of your holes, you know? Um, really, really unfortunate for him. Um, but, I mean, Romelu, uh, the guy's been outstanding so far. And credit to Lautaro as well, who who displayed quite a bit, like quite a lot of energy, and just uh, a great uh, a great strike partnership uh, in the making. Yeah, what I like about this partnership is that they're both uh, they're both pests. Like, they're none of them are really <laughs> lazy. Like, you have a like to me, Luis Suarez is fantastic, but he's a very lazy striker. 
Uh, he he makes his runs when he has to. He does his things when he has to. He's more of a moment of brilliance type of striker. Uh, but these two, like, they're kind of everywhere, like, even pressing, causing turnovers. Like, they're just always in your face. Uh, they're a very annoying duo, whereas some strikers are kind of just picking their moments, essentially. Um, it, it is something to watch. It, it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, Napoli do get, uh, you know, we jumped there to uh, Lotaro's goal, but Napoli do get a goal back. Um, Milik's getting uh, basically a tap-in, but a very nice play, bro. Yeah, uh, very, very nice play. Yeah, and it's Zielinski, who I thought was the one of the better players from Napoli. Um, he 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 kind of like shifts a couple of times, and then he he puts in a nice ball, uh, finds Kayahan's run, who basically just uh, one of those typical sweaty goals in FIFA, but a uh, nice little yeah. tap in. And as soon as that goal went in, it just sparked something in Napoli, and. This was, I think it was like roughly the 35th minute. Uh, and just towards the last 10 minutes of the first half, Inter looked to be just holding on there at, at times. And uh, I just thought if they had a bit more confidence and a bit more uh, just better first touches, because no, just Insigne, I thought, was pretty woeful um, majority of this game. That's what I wanted to bring up. Actually, uh, since you mentioned Lorenzo, I have uh, his stats for the year. So uh, in Serie A, he has 17 matches played, three goals, four assists. Uh, Champions League, he played three games, one goal, one assist. Uh, so far, Euro qual- well, so far last year, Euro qualifiers for 2019, he had four matches played, three goals, one assist. So he's actually been the most prolific uh, with an Italy jersey on. Um, however, with Napoli, very slow start to the season. Um, just those seven points, essentially, in, in 17 games in Serie A. Uh, two of those being penalties. He's scoring a goal every 415 minutes, which is uh, the thing not is, ideal when I, I do the math. I think two of those goals came in the first the first uh, game. Uh, two of those goals came in the first game? Does that make sense? Could be. Uh, was it against Fiorentina, I think? Oh, my God. Yeah, that 4-4 or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like four, four, three, I think. But Did they um, win? no, the four, I, three I, was Juve against. Uh, no, you're right. There was a winner in that game. You're right. Yeah, somebody won. I believe it was that game where he got the two goals. But just to say, he's been massively disappointed this season. And yesterday, uh, I mean, some of those touches. Uh, if he has a bit more confidence, I, you would think that Napoli would get a, a, a much better result, uh, at least a point in this game. Mm. But. Um, but after they did score, uh, they, they did show improvements in their play. Uh, they picked up the intensity a bit, a bit more clinical in terms of their passing and, and chances created. Unfortunately for them, uh, <laughs> second half rolls around. And uh, I mean, I, I forget who crosses this ball in for the third goal uh, for Inter. But uh, it might have been Candreva. Stove. But it's kind of a bit, it's kind of a bit of a broken play though, right? Because Lotaro kind of digs it off of the defender's feet. Yeah, well, like something gets played in, and and Maralas, unfortunate, like he tries to clear it, and he gets stuck under his <laughs> under his uh, culetto, as uh, they call it in my country. Um, and yeah, Lotaro's just perfect, perfect place, perfect time, just snatches it, snatches it in. I mean. Yeah. Uh, like a pretty easy finish, 
outside of his foot. But uh, yeah, you, you got to be in the in the right, the right moments. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't give up on the broken play. Uh, um, he's exhausting, and he scores goals at a rate that is frankly exhausting. I don't know how he does it. Both of them have been have been tremendous this year, and uh, credit to Conte for getting the best out of them. Um, yeah, so Inter, I mean, I think it's the first time they win away at Napoli since, I think I heard 2007, if that makes sense. Wow, that's, uh, that's Which, quite that's, a bit. I, I think I had heard that from the commentator, but uh, pretty impressive if that is the case. Um, their nearest rivals, Juve, that is, um, pretty straightforward victory, I'd say, at home against Cagliari. Yeah, well, keep in mind, this was 0-0 at halftime. Oh, I, I remember paying attention to it, but it's just, you know, you would think, uh, well, when I saw the starting lineup, I thought, well, that's actually a very good Starting eleven, I really, I really liked uh, Sadi's pick. Finally, mm-hmm. um, no Bernadeschi, so that was nice to see. Uh, you know, nice uh, Damien Al starting, uh, which I really, I really like seeing this guy play. I think he's he's uh, he's got bags of potential. And Ramsey coming back from injury, Ronaldo and DiBala starting up front. Ronaldo proving to be clinical in the new year, as he has shown for the past decade. Yeah, um, the uh, the ponytail, the man bun gets its first hat trick. <laughs> Shit, the man bun. It's quite a prolific haircut, to be honest. I mean, he, he debuts it here, the the um, the ponytail. But uh, in recent form, Ronaldo uh, Ronaldo's on a good streak right now, uh, considering how a short Two months ago, I believe it was November. He was pretty much finished, right? He was uh, should retire, and now we're back. Uh, we're back in form here. Um, uh, my favorite, obviously, being the first goal. He does capitalize on a mistake, but a player who's out of form, he kind of gets the ball there. He rushes a shot and just you know tries to get out of his feet fast. Takes his time, sizes up the keeper, gets around him, fires at home. Uh, great goal. Uh, I thought the penalty was uh, was brilliantly taken with confidence. Uh, but Dybala's little footwork to draw the penalty, I mean, that was worth the goal itself. I mean, uh, it, it was so... Um, I didn't feel bad for the Calgary defenders because, obviously, they're, they're racist, but it, it was more the fact that... Uh, <laughs> well, it, wow. It, it was more just, too far, too far. I don't care. It's my you know, Well, it's just... I don't care. The thing is... The thing is, it's not the whole team. It's just the fans, the majority, you know? Oh, sorry. I, I misunderstood. I'll... Uh, I'll re- redistribute my my hate, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Dybala kind of just there sizes up the two defenders, and I mean, just splits the difference. Really, <laughs> draws a foul, and it's just like uh, almost felt bad, you know. Very very clumsy challenge there. Great uh, great little trickery by uh, the little diamond there, uh, and then the third Ronaldo goal. This is when uh, they're breaking right some counter attack, and uh, I think it's Lucas Costa kind of plays them in, right? Yeah, it is uh, Costa. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice little pick out. Uh, you think Ronaldo has a pretty bad touch, and then ends up, yeah. you know. I, I was like, man, of course he scores, though. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a neat finish near post left foot. Um, originally, when I thought, I thought he was just gonna pick it up, uh, tight, 
touch on the left foot, drive it uh, drive it across the across the body, across the goal, into the far post. He ends up kind of taking a pretty loose touch, and he has no choice but to sneak it in near post. Um, either way, it does get in. He also has a, he also has a very clever assist to Higuain too. Uh, I mean, he does a lot of work here. Higuain after it's by no means done, but still. Um, and then yeah, so that was it. And then uh, also a, a clean sheet, which is rare as well. <laughs> yeah, Sir Chesney back in goal. Um, in other relatively important news in Serie A, uh, Milan were held at to a one-one, one-one, uh, a nil-nil draw at home against struggling Sampdoria. Uh, Ibrahimovic makes his second debut for the team. Um, well, the, fir- the first competitive debut, right? Oh, I see what you mean. Never mind. Well, I mean, yeah. second stint at the club. Yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. No, because they played that friendly or whatever. I saw they won 9 nothing oh, or something. Did they? Yeah, oh, they, I didn't they see played that. A, a, like a friendly, but on their training pitch, I believe. Um, they finished uh, 9 nothing. Yeah. and Ibra scored, that's why. Oh, what a bell. Not. Not real. Oh, ha, jinx. I hate that guy. Um, but so, yeah, is it safe um, to assume it was you who vandalized the statue? <laughs> oh, I was in Malmo. That that was definitely me. Um, yeah, <laughs> he he gets everything he. I mean, he deserves everything he gets, um, whether it's negative or positive. Um, other than that, I, I was surprised by the scoreline in Rome, uh, Roma versus Torino. They lost two nothing, um, and I watched the first, the first, uh, the first half of this game. And the first 10-15 minutes were back and forth. Uh, you thought either team could, could pretty much score. Um, I mean, great chances. Zaniolo early on gets deflected. Sirigu with a nice save. Um, then going the other way, Bellotti. Uh, a nice save as well by Paul Lopez. It hits the post. Um, just back and forth. And then finally, uh, Bellotti ends up getting a, a late, late uh, advantage in the first half, and he ends up getting a, a late winner as well, 86-minute penalty. I just thought Roma were – they looked pretty decent. Like, it was pretty astounding. They had over 30 shots in this game um, without any goals scored. Um, tough, tough petunias is what they say. <laughs> Yeah, a very stubborn, uh, very stubborn Torino side. Uh, Roma actually had a great campaign. Pretty, um, I was going to say surprising and shocking, and then I just got a slur. Uh, pretty surprising result, actually, taking a look at that one. Uh, I expect them to get back on the metaphorical horse. Um, there was actually one other thing I want to talk about in Serie A this week. Uh, Wally, it was, uh, can you guess what I wanted to bring up? Uh, Chiro. Mm, was it that? Uh, no, sorry. It was Atalanta uh, going five oh, goals. God, crazy. don't remind me. Uh, yeah. Didn't they just beat someone 5 nothing? Yeah, Milan two weeks ago. So they have 10 goals in the last two games? And it would have been back-to-back. And two clean sheets. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And remind me, did they make it out of the Champions League group stage? They did. First They're time in their Valencia, history. Right? And on the last match day, I think, which is pretty... I think, I think they drew Valencia. Uh, I forget now. But, uh, man, yeah. When you have Papu Gomez 
uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Ilicic. Um, who else is on this team? They're almost uh, Zapata. I don't. I'm not sure if he's back from injury, but I mean, this team just seems to be just rolling on. Like I, I don't know. To be fair to Padma, I mean, we had zero, zero forwards. Well, uh, everyone's pretty much injured at this point. Uh, but five nothing. Um, I didn't even watch anything uh, um, in terms of highlights or anything. Kind of, kind of disappointed on this one. Oh, Wally, keep it in your pants. Um, I have here the table. Sorry, not the table. The knockout ties. Uh, which is ironically very uh, tight, tightly knit here because uh, it is not showing. I did have it and I don't have it anymore. Am I crazy or did they not get Atalanta? Uh, sorry, you are crazy. Um, Why is it so hard to find? What is this a secret? Well, no, I'll it's tell you in a, in a couple. They did get Valencia, yeah. Boom. Okay. Yes. Okay. I knew they got a, a winnable fixture. Um, man, it's been a little bit since I looked at these. I saw Napoli Barcelona. I forgot that Napoli made it out. Actually, hmm. should be a couple of crackers. Yeah. 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 Uh, huh. So yeah, uh, I'd favor Atalanta at this moment. I mean, the form they're in, they could probably win the whole the whole competition. Uh, listen, you never know in life. So, are they this year's I? Uh, if. if the- uh, they just might be. Starts with the same letter. So let's hope so. That's, uh, yeah, you hear that, folks? You don't get analysis anywhere else, so why bother trying? Stay listening to <laughs> Sock Talk. Uh, all wow. Right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's head off to England, back in time, midweek fixtures. Uh, all were on Wednesday, except for Liverpool's triumph on Thursday of Sheffield United. Uh, let's start here. And by let's start here, I mean let's spend four seconds here. Just enough time yeah. where I could say that Liverpool uh, ruined my Christmas because we were talking the fact that they had some tough fixtures against Leicester, Wolves, and uh, a very tough Sheffield side as well. Uh, all in about six days' <laughs> time. They end up getting um, a, you know, Maximum a, points. <laughs> a, modest, a modest points total of nine out of nine. Uh, with relatively two drops of sweat, um, probably shed it, if that. Uh, very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, very, very comfortable. I almost feel bad for Sheffield because they got spanked by Man City and Liverpool in uh, in three days. So um, that's uh, kind of luck of the draw. You play the best two teams in the country in a span of three days. Oh, and it's right after Christmas. So happy Christmas. It's a everyone. Christmas miracle. Happy Christmas, yeah. everyone. Jeez. Okay. Anyway. Um, Moving on from Liverpool, they continue to be disappointing by the fact you know, they do not disappoint. You know, people say that in England, right? Do they? Yeah. What happened to Mary? Uh, I don't know, but they say Happy Christmas in England. Oh, so actually... Oh, you're, my... you're not far off. Okay, I blew my cover. I blew my own cover of stupidity by being stupid. Um, interesting. Uh, what else we got here, Wally? What else, what else, what else? Um... Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. One of the goals of the season uh, so far against uh, Chelsea. Um, that uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name, but Yachenbash. This is uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Let me take a look at this. I didn't see this. Yeah, one. go take a look. See, go to the 86th minute, I think. Um, okay. Anyway, while Stove looks at that, another not so surprising actually uh, score was Southampton beating Spurs uh, at St. Mary's one nothing. Another goal against Mourinho's side. Another disappointing performance, um, and another change before halftime for Mourinho. Uh, this time, I think it's due to injury, although um, Dombele getting replaced by Lo Celso. And uh, the big, big worrying sign uh, was Kane actually getting injured. He pulled his hamstring. I believe he's out for eight to ten games is what I'm hearing. So you'd have to fear, um, if already you haven't been for Spurs, considering they've been kind of wishy-washy this year, um, more so under Mourinho, who, you know, would, would you would think um, would kind of stabilize this team, um, considering the fact that he's a very defensive-minded coach, very pragmatic, um, but hasn't looked the case this year. And uh, Southampton, very, very impressive from them. Yeah, I think it's always tough uh, picking up a team mid-season, especially, I mean, Mourinho's played so many games uh, for Spurs. I mean, it, since he picked up um, the team, I mean, he was, uh, I mean, they had Champions League games, then the busy Christmas uh-huh. period, um, a League Cup, FA Cup. So he's had a lot of games, just they've been so close together. I don't know how much, um, how much work that he's actually been able to, you know, get done uh, on the training grounds because it's just been game after game after game. Um, it's just the weirdest thing. If we all had to guess, they were, he would come in, kind of set up shop, you know, board up the windows, uh, get some clean sheets, you know, some nil-nil draws perhaps, but it has really not been the case. Um, and, yes, uh, while I did see the Brighton goal, I uh, I didn't realize it was this game that they, they had the bicycle kick goal, but, yeah, uh, definitely one of the goals of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty uh, pretty crazy. Uh, nice uh, nice overhead kick. I mean, uh, the guy's got that's the best sco- goal he'll ever score in his life. That's for damn sure. <laughs> also, he looks a lot like uh, Mares. Well, he, he's from that part of the of the equator. So it's, um, it's I believe he's Iranian. Ah, okay. I believe he is Iranian. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, my Algerian, but you know, it's not to be, um, uh, you know, wouldn't put it past it that they look similar, that similar <laughs> skin tone. Yeah, I know they're definitely twins. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's funny you mentioned the Chelsea though. <laughs> Separated because, at um, birth. <laughs> imagine uh, Chelsea had a very. I was actually going to ask you a question uh, to make this point, but I kind of blew it. But um, basically, I was going to say that Chelsea seemed to have the strangest uh, holiday fixture congestion uh, results, that is. And those aren't just four random, four random words. I put I'm not even sure what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let, let me start over. Uh, I'll try in English this time. So out of the three games during the festive period, uh, I thought Chelsea had the most confusing um time uh like they, results yes results wise okay okay so they lose to i think the southampton they beat arsenal and then they draw to brighton 
Um, so very yeah, wishy-washy. To be fair, their loss against Southampton. Um, Southampton, again, played extremely well that, that game. Um, Chelsea against Arsenal. We already spoke about this. Controversial parts. But also on the road, they have scored the most goals. Um, so you, you'd think they would have maybe gotten a draw. <laughs> Better for them. They got a, a win. Uh, and then against Brighton, yeah, I mean, I, I've mentioned it before about Chelsea and their defense, and they just do not look solid. Um, and I haven't been – after the first 10 games or so this year, I thought, well, I think Lampard came in, did an extremely good job to get all the, the youth players settled in and kind of decide on how he wants to play things. But uh, – I, I'm just not overly convinced by their defense, and uh, I mean he, he went with a with a back four, um, Aspiliqueta playing left back. I don't think he has the legs anymore to be playing as a fullback. Uh, Zuma and Rudiger, uh, who are both capable of, of playing well, but both capable of their own stupidities at times. And Reese James, who's still young and learning, and a, a very exciting prospect for both Chelsea and England. Um, but obviously lacks that that experience, um, and I don't know. I I, I just think I, I mentioned we we had mentioned it earlier this season about how Chelsea would struggle this year, and uh, they had a great beginning to the season, but over the past couple of past ten games or so, it's been it's been tough tough nuggies. Very tough nuggies indeed, and when they play Bayern Munich, I'm not expecting to get much better either. No, I mean that's that's going to be tricky. Um, Bayern have their own problems, but I mean they're still a class class outfit. So, yeah, I don't know. Frank's got to got to think. Frank's got to think. So hopefully, he doesn't hurt himself there. Uh, what else can we <laughs> say about the week? Uh, well, well, we'll we'll leave it off uh, on the biggest uh, game. Maybe maybe more than a decade ago, it would be one of the biggest games. Um, a, a real f- flashback. Uh, Arsenal against Man United. Mm, um, kind of a depressing fixture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a great result for, um, obviously, the team that I, I, I have my allegiance with. Um, but... It, well, I mean, when you say depressing, uh, just of where these teams are now situated, yeah, um, falls they're, they're, they're falls from grace. Um, but the only the only way forward is upward, stove, as they tell me. So mm, that's um, not true. There's always relegation, Wally, and that's south. That's downwards. <laughs> no, I said the only way forward is upwards. Oh, well, I don't like that saying at all. That's very stupid. Well, you know, 2020, trying to be positive. Um, which is unlike me, as you very well know. 100%. But, um, yeah, so should we get this right into it or should we get right into it? But I'm demanding, uh, I'm demanding a replay um, of the game because, first of all, it's not fair because Scott McTominay wasn't present. And he's oh, essentially yeah. the heart and soul of this Manchester United team right now. 
I, as soon as I saw the starting lineups and I saw he wasn't in there, I knew right away. I'm like, yep, we're winning this game. Um, how crazy which is that, Which goes to show you at how important of a player he is. I mean, 21, 22-year-old CDM who, like, apart from last year, you never really heard of him. That's the thing. Um, like, he, he really came out last year and, and, and did great in the second half of the season. But, man, he's just taken – like, Rashford's obviously been on fire, but – Man, McTominay is just—he's so integral to this, uh, this to this United team. He does so much for them um, on both sides of the ball and giving some meat to that midfield. I mean, Matic is is basically scared of his own shadow. He, he's uh, a shell he's, of his former self. Yeah, um, as good as Fred has been, uh, as good as Fred has been recently. I mean, he needs his buddy. He needs his Scott McTominay. Uh, they're uh, they're dynamic. Scotty McTominay. But that's the thing, you know, we have uh, yeah, Lombard in there. It's, it's kind of a shit show. Um, it was a feature disaster is, is what it was. And um, honestly, I, I thought they would have really, like, given us problems. Um, and I really didn't see any to uh, first half, especially. I mean, um, I, I thought the way Arsenal set up was, was perfect. I haven't seen us play well. Uh, for more or less a year. Um, I thought Torreira was fantastic. Shaka was fantastic. Um, I thought Kolasinac and both centre-backs were very impressive. I mean, David Luiz, where has this guy been all season? He's been a calamitous, disastrous piece of <laughs> disaster. And then he goes and put a performance like that. And I'm just thinking, but I don't understand... Was it really the manager, or was it just your uh, unwillingness to want to try? But uh, he mentioned at the end of the game, uh, just about if you're happier in life, you're happier playing. And it showed on the pitch. I mean, uh, numerous times where I saw him playing out from the back, but the, the passes he was giving to, to Kolasinac and Aubameyang were crisp. Uh, they were on point and in space. And I hadn't seen that all season long. But... Um, I don't know. We we just seemed fired up, and uh, the Pepe goal, uh, obviously uh, lucky uh, a bit. I mean, it takes a deflection off of. Uh, I mean, it bounces. Lindelof gets gets instead of following his man, he gets carried to the ball out of position. Uh, it's a nice run, and then Kolasinac pulls it back. Um, he, he's going to to. He's going to for the first post for Lacazette, uh, and it falls ends up falling to Pepe, who was, uh, comes in at, at a perfect time and uh, dispatches it. Um, and shortly after, I mean, it could have been two nothing as well uh, with with a second from Pepe as well. Uh, De Gea, who uh, I'm not sure what he's doing. He's, he's just another it. just another rare mistake by De Gea. Yeah, not so rare these days. <laughs> yeah. But um, poor, poor distribution there. Could have been to nothing. He ends up hits the post. Um, it ends up being to nothing off of the corner, which, which when you look at it, it's lucky as well. Um, Socrates is in a good position, yes. Well, but there are instances where you're thinking it's kind of poor defending as well. Lacazette is, gets a free header, uh, sneaks past this guy. Uh, De Gea, like a good quick reaction save, and you can't really uh, 
say that he should be punching it away or, or anything like that. No, of course not. Uh, that's it. And he just smashes it in the net. And I thought uh, everybody just seemed up for it. Whereas for United, I don't know. They just seemed labored. And Martial and Rashford, I didn't see them doing any runs. They don't, uh, they don't need to run. They're Premier League ballers. I don't know. I just thought it was as as good as the the performance was from Arsenal. I just thought Man United didn't show up. Uh, like credit to Arsenal, we we did uh, punish them when we were playing well. Um, and I was more disappointed in the second half from Man United just because uh, we you, you saw Arsenal getting tired. You saw the the fatigue getting in their players. I mean, uh, Torreira needed a a, a boost. Uh, he needed a power bar or whatever he was having. Um, so there were the chances to be uh, created if if they really wanted to. I just didn't really see any uh, willingness to to go for it. But that's the thing. I mean, you have to think at halftime, like, yeah, they're down to nothing. They're down to nothing to Arsenal, which, I mean, it's not like it's game over. Like, you could definitely get one goal and then, you know, see what happens. Yeah, then everything changes. Yeah. That's the thing. So, it's not a done deal like uh, like it was today um, uh, in the, um, the League Cup tie today. But um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I find it a little bit strange. Uh, the way that they just can't seem to get up for these uh, bigger games. But I actually had a question because I didn't see this game live. But on the opening goal, on Pepe's goal, um, did they show replays of uh, Kolasinac if he was uh, if he was onside? I mean, I'm assuming he was because it was VAR. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. live, it looked, uh, uh, well, well, it looked quick. Like... Did... I think they had shown a replay of it. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I believe so. Um Obviously, he was onside. Um, otherwise, they would have hard it. But uh, yeah, it, um, it always looks worse when like the forward and the defenders are running in opposite ways because it happens like at that yeah. point it's so fast, you know. Like I, I forget who it was who was playing him onside. Um, it might have been Lindelof or it might have been Maguire. Well, that's their two center backs, Wally. So it's a good freaking guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a fifty percent chance. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, very good. Uh, Top notch analysis there. Uh, you'll never guess though. The possession was actually in favor of Manu. The shots were ten all, and the shots on target were four all. The passes were again uh, almost identical, except uh, Manu had thirty more passes. They had one percent more passing accuracy, and two less yellow cards, three more corners, and they lost the game two nothing. So on paper, you're just full of facts, aren't you? No, but just to say, like, you don't uh, read a game on yeah. paper and it just doesn't add up. Uh, I believe that would be one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, there, there, was a, there was a big chance towards the end of the first half. Uh, I think it fell to Rashford. Uh, Leno comes out and smothers it and he gets the – I think they might have called it back for a foul anyways if, if it were to have gone in because he, he uh, kicks him in the chest. But he comes out – it was a big chance. Uh, towards the, the end of the first half. Um, other than that, I can't think of too many opportunities from Man United. Um, a lot of long-range efforts. I mean, you saw that Fred free kick. That was horrendous. I think the ball is still sailing up in the uh, in the sky. Uh, yeah, that was very late, though. Yeah, yeah it was 
towards the end of the to, uh, towards the end of the second half, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't think of too much. I just I thought overall uh, very good signs from Arsenal, who I haven't seen like they wanted to be playing like this in, in ages. Um, is it a stepping stone? Um, maybe we'll have to see. I do feel that the intensity was there, um, the willingness to, to fight for each other and to to just like be up for a, for a big game uh, was there, and which hadn't been seen in a long time. So very nice to see on my end. Um, I mean, on Man United's end, what I can say is. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost the game, but they also didn't show up to the game. Um, so when they do show up, more often than not, they do play well because they, they, they do have that counter-attacking ability uh, and to punish teams, as we saw from the games against Man City and Spurs. So mm-hmm. they have it in their hair, but it's, it's whether they can do it on a consistent basis. Um, and I'm not really sure what uh, Ole has to do in this case. No freaking idea. We're not the only ones, Wally, that doesn't know because he has no clue either. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up from uh, this past uh, match week in the Premier League? Past match week? Uh, uh, there was a managerial change. I mean, uh, Moyes came in uh, for West Ham. They got a good start. 4 nothing uh, win against oh, yeah. Bournemouth. Other than that, there wasn't too much else. Um, pretty pretty straightforward uh, everywhere else. Um, Leicester got back to winning ways. Um, you know, so... Uh, um, Man City continued their uh, effort for second or third place, as they'll call it. Yeah, tough result for Ancelotti there. Yeah, I mean, Ancelotti started well, uh, obviously playing against the champions um, away from home, always a tough ask. Um, but there'll, there'll be uh, brighter days ahead for Sir Carlo. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had a better start to the season. Than, well, start, sorry. He's definitely had a better start to his new club than uh, his counterpart at Napoli. I mean, Gattuso, I, I believe, has a win, um, but it's just yeah, pretty much the best. Win, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, good on uh, Carlo uh, jumping a uh, sinking ship to one that has some band aids on a ship full of holes. So uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Well said, still. Thank you. Uh, I am quite inquisitive and uh, playful like that with my words and my vocabulary, and uh, that's all the words I know for words and vocabulary uh, in terms of my synonyms. Um, Wally. Do you have any other synonyms <laughs> to add? No, I'm kidding. Do you have anything else to add with regards to the Premier League? No. Uh, well, just for next week or this weekend coming up, um, match the weeks. Uh, Liverpool Spurs should be a good game. Um, I don't think I'm we wondering... just watched this game. Like, remember the game at Anfield? Like how crazy it was. Like Kane scores the first goal, and Liverpool just like absolutely dominate. Um, yeah, this wasn't that long ago. I it, mean, to be fair. We're going to be playing Chelsea again January 22nd, so... Oh. I mean, that, that's pretty soon. That's true. It is random, but... Uh, I January 22nd. Yeah. yeah, I mean... The fact that the, the, the league is more or less over, maybe we should be looking at 
a separate game. Although there aren't really any good ones. No, we'll keep it on this one. I would say Man U, Norwich, but... <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, we could just pick anything. But that's it. So I guess we'll keep it to Spurs, Liverpool. That works we'll with see. me, Wiley. Game. In Serie A. Yeah, we got a tougher choice in Serie A here. So I have this one up yeah. in front. We have Lazio, Napoli, and we have Roma, Juve. And there's also Inter, Atalanta. Oh, fuck. Shit, sorry. Um, oh, my God. Well, to be honest, Napoli have been kind of disappointing. Uh, let's just do a double a double header. Uh, Inter Milan, Atalanta, Roma, Juve. Uh, should be a couple of um, crackers. <laughs> Cracker jackers. Yep, sounds good to me. I mean... Uh... They're, they're going to be some good games, actually, in Serie yeah, this weekend. That's a, Yeah, which is surprising because I feel like every week we're like, all right, no matches of the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Serie yeah, it's just I – th- I just don't think we're used to it um, as much as the Premier League. It could be. Uh, could very well be. Um, did you see here um, breaking news from today, the 7th, Apparently, there's uh, there's talks of uh, Ashley Young heading to uh, Inter Milan. What? You didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. What is this bullshit? No, it's uh, I, I saw it on Twitter. So the thirty year old, the thirty four year old fullback has already agreed to a move to Inter Milan and will sign an eighteenth month deal with a club that will run to the end of next season. Stove, is this fake news? I don't think so. I saw it a few places. Um, Damn. That's a weird one. Because yeah. usually English players don't leave. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Smalling told them, like, you know, Italy's pretty chill. Come on. They love black people. Um, oh, yeah. I just see it here. What? What's going on here? I'm guessing well, I, I, I think he will be a free agent. Well, yeah, he is going out of free. That's what they said. So. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's no diggity, no doubt. Interesting. That's a weird one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a head scratcher, but... Uh, I mean, that's what I'm here for, Wally. Make you scratch your scalp and say, ma, che cazzo? Ma, che cazzo for real? Porco <laughs> Dio. Okay. Yeah. And with that lingo, we'll see you all next week uh, when we're here to break down the uh, just a non-stop action that Serie A has to offer and the most boring league in the world of Premier League, uh, where we'll see Liverpool probably extend their lead um, after thrashing Spurs, most probably. Uh, but let, let's see. Let's let's tune in next week and see if my foot has been placed in my mouth or just deeper in my mouth. So uh, exciting times ahead, folks. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Sock Talk Pod. Okay. Um, always have some fun on the Twitter sphere there. Uh, final comments, Wow. Uh, just wish you guys all a good week. Still, same to you. Um, Thank you. Not much else. I mean. Uh, Keeping busy. That's what we got to do. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll also be back next week discussing James Madison's goal he scored this week because I just saw it and I'm about to freak out. So thank you all for tuning in to Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. <laughs> I'm Stove. He's Wally. And uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. So thank you all for tuning to Sock Talk with a sock and we to the talk. Yeah.